as I'm resonating with you, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. When I said that I had that realization that like this money wound was deep and so much of my self-worth was tied up and that's the reason why I was sick, it didn't come immediately. What happened yeah. is after I started, my healing went off the charts and I was like phenomenal. Suddenly I was like vibrant and healthy and excited and I had energy and suddenly like the world made sense to me. Hello, and welcome back to the Joyous Path to Millions podcast. I am so happy that you're tuning in today. I've got a really good interview in store for you. I'm going to introduce our guest here in a second, but if you're new to tuning into the show, hi, I'm Emily June Wilcox. I'm your host. I'm serial entrepreneur, multi-seven-figure CEO, and I'm a money healer. I created the Money Wound Medicine program to help heart-centered humans heal their money stuff so that they could step into new paradigm wealth. And that is what we stand for on this show as well. I love to highlight other women on their journey of entrepreneurship and dive into their money stories and what's changed for them over time. And I'm excited to do that on today's show with our guest, Shauna Bigby Davis. Shauna, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome. I love what you're doing for women because we need to be talking about money all the time. Yes. Amen. I completely agree. And I'm so happy to be like carrying that torch. You have actually such a cool story too, and I can't wait to dive into it. So I'm just going to catch our listeners up to speed on everything I know through your formal bio, and then we'll dive in from there. So Shauna helps women heal by connecting the dots between trauma, the nervous system, and our mental outlook on life. Her mission is to kick the BS out of our minds and off of our plates so that we can heal. She's the founder of Your Daily, a digital health coaching app for healing the nervous system, and the host of the BS We Feed Ourselves podcast. So she had 12 years of mysterious symptoms and medical gaslighting, and she also sold a successful marketing agency after she discovered that she actually had multiple autoimmune conditions. And now she's on a mission to help 50 million Americans heal from autoimmune conditions, starting with the women who run the world. Amen. I'm so glad that you're here. And I would say we want to kick the BS out of our minds, off our plates, and out of our bank accounts. Ooh. So, yes. That. Yes. Yes. So let's start there. Like, what was the BS in your bank account? Like, what was money like for you as a kiddo? And how did that kind of weave its way into your life and business. Yeah. So Emily, I'm going to start in the recent past and then I'll go to the distant past. I okay. didn't know I had many problems until I sold my business. So when you're selling a business, that's when you've made it, right? That's when you've like, everybody dreams about building a business big enough that somebody wants to purchase and that yeah. you can get you know, rich off of. And let's just say that I should be drinking Mai Tais. I should be drinking some sort of fruity cocktail on a beach. And I'm not because I sold it for well under its worth. Mm. And that definitely has tiebacks to my childhood. So my dad was a farrier, which means that he used to shoe horses for a living. I grew up with horses. So I know the worth of a good farrier, but I mean, you talk about a hard day's work. It's like literally backbreaking, like you're bent over all day working. Yeah, bent over all day working, working on horses that are kicking you. And, you know, it's a cash-based business. So you do 50 bucks a horse kind of situation. 
And my mom was a waitress. So we're not talking about we are rolling in big dough. And there was a lot of money mindset issues. So my father was raised on a reservation, an Indian reservation in Oklahoma, poorest of the poor, and just definitely didn't feel that money was ever meant for him or us. And that money was only for assholes. Money was for dicks. Money was for people who didn't give a shit about other people, especially the small person in the world. And that money was dirty, right? So if you've got money, it's because you were a snake. It's because you were cheating people. It's because you didn't care about others. And so that particular story was imprinted on me. I heard that every single day of my life. And my dad had a, I mean, I love my dad to death, but he definitely threw down some, some limiting beliefs on me. And so he had a key ring. He'd come home every day. And he had a key ring and he'd hang up his keys and then he would stretch out his arms on a table and he'd look at me at his already home from school and he would say, Shauna, whatever you do in this life, get an education, make money and don't have kids. And (laughs) (laughs) you hear those things and you're like, okay, get an education. Like I get that, like make money. Okay. Don't have kids. Oh crap. I'm a burden. So let me Oh crap. I'm his kid. So I was a mistake apparently. Yeah. So like I'm a huge burden and I'm a huge burden because he doesn't have an education and he doesn't have any money. And so that was a very, like I said, it was a daily Monday through Friday conversation that he had with me. And my mom also, my mom, like I said, worked really, really hard for money and money was little, I think much, much more subtle for my mom. For my dad, it was a conversation that happened out loud all the time. And for my mom, I think it was much more subtle. Her father was educated and he had a good job and she had a pretty good, what's the word, like middle income life. And so she didn't bring so much of that into the conversation. However, it was still pervasive in our family because just the jobs that they had and how much money was actually coming into the house. There was always a struggle, a struggle for making rent, a struggle for putting food on the table, a struggle for putting new shoes on our feet, right? There was always a money struggle. And so growing up, I just thought that money was wicked. It was really, really hard to make. And if I did get it, then I was a really, really bad person. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So then you build up a multi-million dollar business, but... (laughs) Just make sure you don't hold on to any of it so that you can't be a bad person. Yeah, you're that kind of how it went. Yeah. So we were even so I started out in marketing and advertising, working for some of the like the world's largest advertising agencies where you get a pretty sizable income and you're flown all around the world. And what's really interesting about that is they had rules in their contracts that said that if you're doing a client job you were always meant to stay in at least a four-star hotel. Mm. And you got a stipend of, I can't remember what it was, $200 a day. So it was like $25 for breakfast and $75 for lunch and $100. I can't remember what it was anymore, but it was yeah. a lot. More money than I would have like ever spent. And I just thought it was insane. It was so weird to me. So when I started to build my business... I had this idea that, okay, well, I really like some of those luxuries that are coming along. And I felt luxurious. I felt like I was going around the world and like experiencing all these wonderful things. But then when I started a business and we started making money, as soon as it landed in my bank account, I was like, oh my God, I get it. Like everything I could do to get it away from me. And it was very, very subconscious. 
So yeah. at the end of the year, when we were looking at sort of bonus structures and taxes and things like that, we hardly ever paid ourselves because my business partner also had a very similar background to me. We hardly ever paid ourselves. Instead, what we did is we gave almost everything to our employees. I didn't save anything for my daughter, who is a 12-year-old and someday going to go to college. And that would have been really, really brilliant for me to do. Instead, I gave it to every one of my employees. I gave it away to charities. I tried really hard to give bonuses and, and do all sorts of other things. But anything I could do to like not keep it for myself because it felt dirty. And yeah. at the end of it, when I say the end of it, I started this business. In the first year, we made a million dollars. In fact, in the first month, we made a million dollars. And that was inconceivable to me. And also, I felt like maybe I was cheating my clients. And when mm. that happens, you end up working harder, longer, faster, because you're like, well, I need to show them that they're worthy of yes. the price tag that I've associated with this. And what I ended up doing is just working myself into a very, very early grave. And I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And five years in, I couldn't hold a pencil anymore. Five years wow. in, I couldn't get out of bed. It took like 20, 30 minutes to get out of bed because it was the pain was so bad. I couldn't get out of a chair. It took 10 minutes to get out of a chair. I, was, I lost about a third of my hair. I couldn't breathe. I was having these debilitating breathing episodes where I just couldn't catch my breath. And when I say that I couldn't hold a pencil, I also couldn't hold a toothbrush. I couldn't hold a plate. I broke every single plate, glass and dish and anything that was breakable in the house, I broke it and literally started to eat me alive. And it's a lot of that was some like past traumas that really need to be resolved. And a lot of that was I was making money and it felt very, very challenging to who I was and my morals and what I believed about myself. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for connecting like the dots on that because it's so true. And I see it all of the time in the work that I do. Like my mind is just going, yep, disappearing money wound, which is all the money comes in and it's like, you can't spend it fast enough. So at the end of the day, you're always broke, like no matter how much is coming in and money shame wound, which is like, I'm not worthy of money. And so either you repel it or it comes into you and then you over deliver like crazy to try and prove that you actually were worth the money yes. that you just got paid. And so, yes. I mean, you just said it so brilliantly. So then of course your body in her wisdom, that's yes. the sad part is like, we make our body, like we think our bodies are broken and that they betrayed us. And it's like, she's actually so fucking wise <laughs> that she was like, enough. If you won't listen to anything else, then I'm just going to like force you to stop. Yes. So you're experiencing all of these mysterious symptoms. You're going to doctors. It sounds like they're not taking you seriously. No, not at all. I mean, we went to, I was in I spent the night in ERs because I couldn't breathe, urgent care centers. I gained about 60 pounds overnight. Like when I say overnight, within like a very short amount of months, maybe two or three months. And nothing in my life had changed. I mean, obviously the stress was, but in my mind, the stress was always there. And but I was like, my diet hasn't changed. My movement hasn't changed, right? Like I was doing Pilates. I was doing independent private Pilates classes three times a week, right? Like I was- yeah doing all this stuff. And I was like, why? Well, how did I gain 60 pounds? Does it make any sense? And yeah, so in and out of urgent care centers, and then I started seeing specialists. And they were like, well, something's wrong with your hormones. 
like, yeah, I get that, obviously. Uh, what? And they said, oh, it's because you had a baby late in life. You had a geriatric pregnancy. And <laughs> like, I'm like, I was 36 when I had a kid. Like, I don't think that that's geriatric. <laughs> you old maid. I guess you're just stuck with all of this extra weight forever now. Forever. I'm like, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, but why are the hormones going bad, right? And, and they would just sort of stop there. It's your hormones. That's because you had a baby late in life. And so specialist after specialist. And what happened is one night I really, like, I broke. I just hit my threshold. And do you mind if I tell that story really quick? Go for it. Yeah. So my husband was back East. His mother was dying of brain and throat cancer. So pretty tragic. So he was gone for three months to be with her bedside. We had just purchased a house. And as soon as we moved into the house within like a week, I was like, have you noticed that the pool needs to be topped off a lot? And so I started looking into it and there was like, all of these leaks and cracks inside of the pool that we just didn't see and like no nobody saw in the inspections etc so we started having pool work done in our house and then my business partner and i at the same time were starting to have a lot of friction because we wanted very different things for the business i wanted to expand he wanted to contract we wanted to go in different ways and so there was a lot happening and as we were doing the pool maintenance, we had to pull up tons of concrete. And apparently there was like crickets nests underneath these concrete pads. And so we disrupted their nests. And so what happened is they all came into the house, like thousands of crickets in my house. It's and it like was- a biblical plague. <laughs> <laughs> biblical plague. It was disgusting. And so I'm, I'm doing this like catch and release program, which was pretty like dumb now that I think about it, but I was like trying to catch crickets and throw them out and you know, trying to get them, shovel them out of my house. And we're getting towards the end of it. And my daughter, we're going to bed one night. She sees some crickets in her room. I take a bucket from Easter and I trap some, turn it over and I trap some crickets. And I say, don't touch this bucket. We'll be back in a minute. She's like six, right? Yeah. She accidentally kicks it. All the crickets go out everywhere. And I lose my ever-loving mind. I pick up the... At this point, like, it's difficult for me to make a fist. It's difficult for me to eat food. It's difficult for me to walk. Like, everything hurts on me. Like, pain is a level of 9 or 10 on a daily basis. And I didn't show this, but I'm shoveling, like, 12 to 15 Advil a day in my mouth just to sort of, like, like just to be coherent, just to be upright. And so I grab this bucket and I... mash it against the wall it flattens this little metal bucket and i look at her and i'm just like screaming obscenities and i look at her and she is terrified she's terrified of me she's terrified of what's going to happen in that moment and i was like okay whatever happens in this life like she's the best thing that's ever going to be part of my life anything i've ever done like it's her and she doesn't deserve this so whatever this is, I've got to figure it out and I've got to get to the bottom of it right now. And that night I just hit like a Google SEO long tail <laughs> question. And what came up is I possibly had rheumatoid arthritis or some autoimmune condition. So mm-hmm. I went to my doctor and begged them. I was like, can you please test me for an autoimmune disease? And they're like, oh yeah, it's cool. It's just blood draw. It's no problem. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like this whole, like this many years now and it's just been a blood draw. 
And, and it came back that I had three autoimmune conditions. And from that, the day that I found out that I had autoimmune conditions, I was like, I am going to do anything I can. And I had read that you could heal autoimmune conditions with your diet. And as somebody who is a disordered eating fan, I've had disordered eating my entire life, like I could control my diet and then I could control my life, like sign me up, I'm in. So mm-hmm. I went on this extreme diet and within five days I could get up, I could walk again. I could like make a fist. I could, there were, the pain levels went down to like a zero. And I thought, wow, like if I could eliminate food from my diet and I have this much healing, what else could I eliminate? And I had a really, really tumultuous partnership in my business. And I was like, I could remove that. I love my business. I love what I do. I love my employees. At that point, we had 24 employees. I love my employees. I love what we do. I cannot go any further with this man. So I decided to sell to him. And once that paperwork was done, not only did my healing skyrocket, and I went like off the charts in terms of like an unbelievable amount. Like I'd never felt that good in my entire life. Like Hmm. ever since childhood, I felt amazing. And at that same time, I had this amazing crushing realization that almost everything that I was struggling with was because of my worth. And Hmm. that I sold my business for like a dollar, a business that I had built on my reputation was such a damn smack in the face. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do that again. So I went and got myself a mini coach. For those of you listening who have not like hired Emily or gotten themselves a mini coach or gone through a program like this, and you're on the fence, I will tell you, it will change your life. It will change your life with yourself, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others. Because your money wound isn't just your money wound, it's childhood wounds. It's a lot of other wounds wrapped up. And the money wound is like a symptom of the the deeper wound. Yes. And so doing that money work was a phenomenal life lesson for me because suddenly it was like the matrix. You could kind of like see every aspect of your life where yeah. money has been an issue or this sort of underlying traumas have been an issue and your self-worth has been an issue. Yes, 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 yes. For me, that matrix moment was when I hired a coach to do inner child healing. And it was like, all of a sudden, I could see that like every decision I made in my life that I thought was made as like, I'm an adult and I have free will and I can do what I want. It's like, nope. Every decision was either playing out the same pattern from childhood or was in reaction to and like rebellion against a childhood pattern. And I was like, holy shit, I am not free. I am not sovereign at all. I'm just like running the same software, the same program under like in my subconscious mind that has been programmed since childhood. It's crazy. When I say that I had that realization, like, so yes, I'm resonating with you. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. When I said that I had that realization that like this money wound was deep and so much of my self-worth was tied up and that's the reason why I was sick, it didn't come immediately. What happened is after I started, my healing went off the charts and I was like phenomenal. Suddenly I was like vibrant and healthy and excited and I had energy and suddenly like the world made sense to me. But when you said that you repeat the same patterns over and over again, I did the same thing. 
six months later, I'm like floating in the ocean in Malibu. And somebody says, I met somebody for the first time. It was like floating together. And they were like, get to know you, this, that, and the other. They heard about my background and they were like, ooh, could we meet next week? I'm like, sure. So we meet next week and he's like, I've got a pitch for you. I've got a business that just, it's new, it's an idea, it's exciting. It's an opportunity for you to get in on the ground floor and you can be a partner. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I love it, right? I can build things and I'm feeling vivacious and excited and you know, I'm feeling healthy and healed. So I jump in, not knowing this person, again, my first business partner, I knew for one month before I, I was in business with them. I don't recommend mm. that. So I knew this person, I floated in the, in the ocean with them once. And then the second meeting, I was like, sure, let's do a business together. Y'all don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So we start building this business. I build an app. I do all the marketing. I do all the PR. We're like six months in and I look around and there's three other founders and I'm like, wait, why am I the only person doing work? All the mm. other founders are trust fund kids. And I'm like, wait, oh shit, I did it again. This is mm. a pattern that I have that when people have money, they are superior to me and I am the workhorse. I am the mule. I am the thing that you can flog and get like squeeze the last drop out of. And that's when, wow. I, know it. That's when I was like, oh, that's when the matrix moment happened. I was like, I see all my decisions over the course of my life have been in reaction to this wound. Yeah. And it's so powerful because especially when you talked about like what your dad said, and even when we have parents who don't say it as explicitly, it's like, <laughs> if we get the sense that our belonging in our family and the love and approval of the people who we care about the most is on the line, yes. it's like, we will do anything to make sure that's preserved. So it's like, oh, okay, I got it figured out. Like in order for dad to love me and approve of me and for me to be a part of this family, I can't be rich. Got it, noted. We'll make sure that never happens. So if somehow a lot of money comes my way, I'll just give it all away. I'll be the most charitable person you've ever seen and I will be so generous because my safety's on the line. My belonging is on the line. Like my ability to be loved by the people who matter most to me is on the line. And so- yeah, it's like, no wonder. It's not like we're dumb or we don't know how to do business. It's like our human survival instinct kicks in. In fact, I would say that I was pretty damn good at business, actually, right? Within you know two years, we had 24 employees. Like That doesn't happen because you're bad at business, right? right. <laughs> Getting incredible clients and winning awards, that doesn't happen because you're, you're bad at your job. What I think was really, really sneaky, and I think that this messed me up for a long time, is the conversation was two-sided. My dad said, get an education, make money, don't have kids. So get an education. I have many, many, many educations. I have lots of letters by my name now. Like I can't stop, won't stop because that's just sort of this ingrained like, oh, if I am smart enough, then, then I'll make it in the world. Yeah. Or I will be valuable in the world. The second part of that was make money. So my dad thought if he had money, then all of his troubles would go away. If he had money, he wouldn't have to work so hard. If he had money, life wouldn't be difficult. So I went out and I made money, right? And I was very confused that no matter how much money I made, I never had any money because I was giving it away because that wasn't a pattern that I was conscious of. 
And so it wasn't until afterwards, and this was very confusing for me. I'm like, no, 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 I love money. And I've done, I've read all the books and I've read the, I'm a money magnet. I've read, I've read all the, like, how to think and, you know, grow rich. I've done all that. This doesn't make any sense to me. And it's because I had these two competing conversations that were happening in my psyche and in my nervous system, which were make money at all costs, because that will help you in life. And once you make that money, you don't belong here anymore because you're not one of us. Yeah. And it took me until I was 44 years old to even see that, which was Mm. bananas. And then directly after that, I decided that I was like, okay, I'm going to help as many women as possible. I love what you're doing. And like I said, that women don't get a conversation about money typically ever. Or if they do, it's the wrong conversation, right? Like cut out the lattes and scrimp and save and get really good at cutting coupons. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't make any sense. And so the way I was helping women was I was helping them build their business. I had a a support system. We were calling it build without burnout. And so it was like, learn how to build your business without undercutting yourself, undercutting your value, undercutting who you are. And then also like making sure that you know that like health is wealth. Yeah, it's so true. I've been blessed with such great health. And anytime I'm sick with even just like a cold, it reminds me. I'm like, health is wealth, man. Health is everything. Because if you don't have it, it's like, you don't have anything. You don't have your foundation. You can't enjoy your family. You can't enjoy your kids. Can't can't enjoy or build your business. Like, So talk to me more about the app and Yeah, just like how it helps with the trauma or the nervous system reset and all of the above. Yeah, so once I discovered that I had a lot of (laughs) money wounds and I went to the the money coach, then I started working with trauma coaches. So I was like, there's an underlying like deeper, deeper cut here. So I started working with some trauma coaches and I specifically started working with somatic trauma coaches. And mm-hmm. that's when I understood and learned the language of the body. So when the body feels unsafe, it's unable to move forward and it will react with fighting or fleeing or freezing. And those of us who are people pleasers, we love ourselves some freeze. So this is like, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like, I know all the stuff, like, Mentally, I've read all the books, I've done all the programs, I've watched all the videos, but I still can't seem to move forward. It's because there's a freeze response that's happening and your body's trying to keep you safe. So once I understood that there was, my body was literally working for me, just like you said, she's this infinite being with wisdom that she brings and she says, hey, like I'm going to try and keep you safe for as long as I can. And that's how you end up with autoimmune conditions is because that safety takes a lot of resources in order for my body just like try and like keep up with the demands that I was throwing on it and keep me safe, it takes, it it exhausted its resources. So once I understood the language of the nervous system, which was safe or unsafe, everything in my life started to filter through that. Is this, does this feel safe? Is this creating safety for me? Is this putting me in an unsafe situation? Does this person feel safe for me? Does this situation feel safe for me? And so I started to apply that lens to everything in my life. And then I started coaching and I started doing, I went to school and I became a nutritionist, a health coach, and then I started doing um, somatic training. And so I started bringing all of those things together and coaching women one-on-one. And one of the things that they shared with me every single time was, can I just have you in my pocket? Can I just call you up and just like ask you what to do? Because I sometimes I just don't know yet. 
And as women, we lose our intuition. We lose our intuition early in life because so many people question, are you sure that's what you want to wear today? Are you sure that's what you want to say? Are you sure that's where you want to go to school? Are you sure that's what you want to order for dinner tonight? And so you start to question yourself and you lose your intuition. And so I was helping women gain their intuition, but they still needed a little bit of support while they were on that journey. And they were like, can I just have you in my pocket? I just need to tap into you every day. I was like, well, what if I made an app? What if I took all of my background of learning how to make things, digital products and marketing and design? What if I took all that plus all of this newfound coaching knowledge and combined them together? And what we launched with just in November of 2023, so a couple months ago, was our first beta app. And it is a library of nervous system tools for you to, so I'm in your pocket. And we center around everything in it is nervous system centric. So there are somatic tools. There's journal prompts, rage journal prompts, which are my favorite. There's meditations, and then there's binaural beats. And all of these are meant to help you find a sense of safety and calm in yourself so that you can move through difficult situations. And then for those of you who need additional support, we have add-on programs. So we have our 12-week signature reset program that you can uh, do, and it's daily coaching for 12 weeks, where we teach you not only how to regulate your nervous system, but how to identify where maybe even some of the splinters or traumas have come from and how to then resolve them in a safe way. And then we also have what's launching in the near new year is we've got additional courses on gut health, on hormones, and on nervous system 101. So again, all of that stuff, it's all centered around the nervous system because that's, if your body's feeling safe, that's how we can actually heal because you can't heal a body you hate. You can't shame yourself into wellness. And so that's where we start first. We start with learning how to put ourselves into a place of rest and digest. And then, and only then, do we start to add in small daily habits that can help us and sustain us. I love that. What a beautiful offering. And yeah. So... I'm curious, I mean, like with your, sounds like sales and marketing or advertising kind of background, how do you apply that to like launching an app and (laughs) promoting a a business like this one that's much more like B2C? I'm just curious. It's actually really hard because it's your own thing. And so I'll be honest, like I have needed outside help. And this time I thought I'm going to hire all the people. And so I took my own money. And I hired people. I hired people to help me with the marketing and the advertising and, you know, coming up with the brand positioning and the fonts and the colors. And every single time, Emily, like it wasn't right. Mm. It just wasn't right. And I felt like, I'm like, did I betray myself? Like what? Like this time I did it right. Like I was asking for help and I paid for help and I'm okay with that. And it just wasn't right. And I realized I'm like, this is such a personal project. And I have a very clear idea of how, like what it needs to be. The first iteration has to come from me. And then as we move forward and there's a little bit more of a foundation, then people can come in and they can support us and then they can Mm. change it. But it's been a little bit of an interesting road for me because I could do marketing and advertising all day long. I mean, if you unzip a pair of Lucky Brand jeans, that's my logo. If you're driving a Nissan down the street, uh, you're seeing the Nissan Global branding was something that I created. Like big giant corporations I have helped. And I've designed some incredible apps and services that most likely you've used also. I could do that all day long for somebody else and I can see through other people's problems. But when it's yours, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a challenge. Yeah. We are, we're, we're a very small team. It's my husband and I, who's my partner in life and my partner in my business. And one, he is my greatest cheerleader. And I love that. And, and he really, really believes in what we're doing. I just keep listening to my woman and hearing what her struggles are. And then I'm trying to solve for that. Because mm. first I was trying to like tie it back to what I needed and try yeah. to tell that story. But it's so convoluted in my mind now because I'm so far on the other side of healing. I need to talk to people who are still struggling or, and aren't in it. Yeah. But it's, it's been a really wild, it's like Mr. Rhodes, Mr. Toad's wild ride right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I think like that's one of the most valuable things about coaching and mentorship is like you just need someone who cares but doesn't care that much. <laughs> like they can, they just have that third party observer yes. perspective. And it is so helpful because it's true. We're so close to our story and our yes. creation and our business and who we want to help and our client's stories that it can actually get in our way if we're not careful. Yeah. And you know, I'll tell you, it's, it sometimes gets co um, confused a little bit too. Like who am I helping? It's always been for women with autoimmune and burnout conditions. But we've had some successes. So as soon as we launched the app, like we had 600 people join immediately. I mean, the wow. reception has been pretty impressive. So, which one, it validates our idea and it tells us that people need this and want this. But the group of people that we're getting is very, it's a wide spectrum of people. And yeah. we're seeing men in there. We're seeing people who don't have autoimmune conditions. We're seeing people who are just like really excited about nervous system regulation. And it makes you kind of, as a marketer, you have to pay attention to what yeah. your users like and what they want. But then also as an entrepreneur, you're like, no, I'm here also to help a certain segment of the population. So yeah. I have to keep true to my vision. I have to keep true to my mission. And I really, truly believe that like, if we help the mamas heal, we're going to help so yeah. many more people heal. Because, and I'm not trying to exclude men. If you're listening, you're a man. I thank you. I appreciate you for being here. But the mamas, we carry so much more. Yeah. We do more. We feel more. There's just more on our plate. And this is the reason why so many of us have autoimmune conditions. And also, you know, like if you're talking about socioeconomic status, you're talking about the, like how much money we make, we make less money. You're talking about victimizations of abuse. Like we are on the receiving end of that, like in every way, shape or form, there's a reason why we are sicker. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely believe in like intersectionality in general, where it's like, if we help the segments of the population that are the most impacted, it's like everyone benefits. Yes. And so, yeah, like helping women and women of color and yes. like everyone benefits from that. Yes. The white men benefit from that. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody benefits from that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, if you talk about autoimmune conditions, 80% of the autoimmune conditions are, it's, it's like more like 85 are women. Yeah. So that's like highly disproportionate. The majority of those are black and Latina women. Mm, right. Yeah. So you're talking about, yes, you help the women who are raising the children and those children grow up to be beautiful, strong individuals that don't carry around the wounds that we did. Yeah. That to me, I mean, ultimately that's what I'm doing. Like yeah. truth be told, like in my mission statement that you, it's not public. It's like, we're not doing this for us. We're doing it for the next generation. 
Yeah, I feel that too. Like I have a program called Next Gen and it's it's literally me talking about like how as a conscious parent you can impact greatly the money mindset that your children have. And so most of us like the seeds of these money wounds were planted in childhood. And it's like, you got to do your own work for sure. Like you can't not heal your own money wounds and then think that you can just speak differently and that your kids will be different. But if you're doing your own money healing, there is an opportunity to also like consciously extend that to the way that you're raising your children that will have a, a significant and positive impact on what they believe is possible for them and what they think they're worthy of and capable of. Yes, what they're possible of. Like, so I have noticed, and this is a very, very small segment of my sample size is small. I'll just say that. But I have yeah. noticed that this particular generation that is my daughter's generation. So she's, I think they call her Gen A. Gen oh, Alpha. Okay. Uh, starts in 2011. Gen Alpha is missing, a, like, they have a lot of tools in their toolbox the one tool that they're missing is grit. Mm. Grit and resilience. Mm. And so that tells me as a mom that I'm doing a great job supporting her, but also she gets to learn and expand and like expand her window of tolerance is we're talking about nervous system regulation, right? Yeah. She gets to expand yeah. her window of tolerance for like how much stress that she can handle because that will serve her better down the road. Yeah. Because if we snowplow and we get rid of every obstacle for them and we like try to heal right. everything for them, that's not doing them any services because life is challenging at times. Yeah. Right? And so that grit, so no grit, no pearl, I believe in that. I don't think that everybody needs to have awful, awful hardships, but I do think that we need to expand our window of tolerance for how much stress that we can handle before we break right. down. Yeah, that's very, very well put. And and it is interesting to see like how each generation, you know, it's like you know better and you do better. And so we're seeing that with each generation as they come up. And then it's funny how then we project all kinds of stories onto that too. You know, <laughs> it's like Gen Z is lazy and they're entitled and, you know, they just want six figure salaries right out the gates and they don't want to work 40 hour weeks. And, and it's like, I've hired a fair number of Gen Z and it's like, they actually just aren't willing to self-sacrifice the way that we were. I wish that I had done for myself, right? Like they're smart, they're self-advocates, they are. Yes. And yes, I've hired many Gen Z also, millennials and Gen Z. And I will say that like, at first I was really, really frustrated, but the frustration was I was willing to put my own health on the line and they weren't. Right. And that bothered me. But oh, yeah. I mean, it's always triggering when people uphold boundaries that like we don't have for ourselves because it's like, well, how dare you? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. How dare you? And I was talking to other business owners and I'm like, are you experiencing the same thing? They're like, yes, yes, I am. And we we're all Gen X. And so we were all having this sort of like business owner crisis, right? Like we, we need to get yeah. more work done. We need more productivity. We need like all the things. And yes, when you say it's triggering, it's very triggering, but also it's an opportunity to be like, why is it triggering? Yeah, totally. And it's like, 
there's so many different ways to be successful in business. Like I'm a millennial and I grew up in the Midwest. And so like my default approach is to like work harder, like be more productive and like figure out more efficiency. And I think Gen Z's default is like, there has to be like a life hack for this. There just has to be like a totally different way to do it that's even easier. And it's like, when you look at that generation, it's like they grew up seeing like people make millions of dollars by recording themselves playing video games and putting it on YouTube. It's like there are so many more codes for easy money and that like it doesn't actually have to be that hard that they just believe so much more that that's possible. And so they're looking for the easy button. And sometimes that's really frustrating and annoying. But it's like also sometimes I have to ask myself, like, why is my default that I'm just like willing to do the thing that no one else will do? Like maybe I should look for the easy button a little bit too, because (laughs) that expands your thinking and you're more likely to find it if you're looking for it. Okay. So in our studio, we had 25 employees and we were in a former like Pepsi bottling plant. So it was like this empty warehouse. And for years it was an artist's studio, an artist's loft. So it was just kind of like this big empty vacant room. And slowly we started We put in a kitchenette, we put in a bathroom, we put in all these things. But there was kind of like some limitations to the building just because it was this like 100-year-old building. And the bathroom would back up all the time. The kitchenette would back up all the time. And the person who fixed it every single time was me. (laughs) And I was like, my going rate is $450 an hour. Does it make any damn sense? that I am fixing the garbage disposal. <laughs> Does it make any damn sense that I'm unplugging the toilet? Right? Like, yeah. when, when clients come into the office, who do they want to see? Who do they want to talk to? Who do they want to right. be on the team? It's me. Yeah. When we got clients, it was because of my reputation, because of the work that I had done before. Yeah. And I'm unplugging a toilet? Like, that don't make any sense. <laughs> I look back right. and I'm like so embarrassed. I'm like, what was I thinking and doing, right? Like, and, yeah. And then also, I think it's really interesting to note my business partner, who was a man, never tried to do it for me, never tried to say, mm. let me step in. But he also never said, let's hire a plumber or like, let's hire a whatever for yeah. 60 bucks an hour. I, th- I just think it's like the money wounds were not just in me, yeah. right? You attract partners who have the same frequency as you. That's right. You have the same wounds as you because you can relate to each other. So if you are having wounds currently, you've got to look at your relationships all around you because as soon as you start to heal, those relationships around you are going to change significantly. You're going to leave people behind or those people need to come with you. But it's like those relationships are going to shift dramatically. As you change your frequency, like everything around you is going to start to shift. Yeah, it's so true. I always say like, when one person changes, everything changes. Because often we want our spouse to change or we want our kids to change or our whatever, our boss to change. But it's like when one person changes, everything changes. So just start with you. Okay, tell us where we can find you, where we can connect and download your app, where we can learn more about the work that you're doing. Yeah, so we're in the Google Play Store as well as the Apple App Store. You can look under Your Daily. 
We are listed as a nervous system health coach. So nervous system is uh, the name of the game. And we have, a, it's a free library of tools for you. So, and then add on courses and memberships. So come join us for sure. Put us in your pocket. And if you're on Instagram, we're very active over there. And you can find us at yourdaily.reset. That's Y-O-U-R-D-A-I-L-Y, yourdaily.reset. Amazing. So go check it out. Shauna, thank you so much for being on the show, being so open and vulnerable and sharing your story with us. And I just wish you the absolute best. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Okay. My favorite interviews are the ones where we just dive deep right out the hop. So I'm super grateful to Shauna for her willingness to just go there and go deep right out the gates. That was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Make sure that you go follow Shauna's business at yourdaily.reset on Instagram. You can tag her and tag me at mmakesmoney and let us know that you listened to this episode. Here are my top takeaways. Number one, examine your childhood for the clues to your subconscious programming. Those things that you still remember that your parents said or how they felt or how they treated the wealthier members of society, etc. Like those are the clues about that subconscious program that's still running behind the scenes in your life. Number two, if you're making tons of money but keeping almost none of it, that's a huge sign of the disappearing money wound and healing it is going to be massively important to your wealth creation or more importantly, holding on to and actually building wealth. So This is my shameless plug for Money Wound Medicine. We'll link it in the show notes. This is my signature program. It's absolutely fantastic. When Shauna talked about trauma, childhood wounds, nervous system healing and regulation, all of that you'll find inside of Money Wound Medicine. And it is just an out of this world important program if you're wanting to build more wealth. Takeaway number three. If your health is suffering, that's a clue that your body is trying to tell you something. So listen to her and advocate for your health. Unfortunately for women, oftentimes it can be more difficult to have people listen to us and take us seriously when we have health challenges, but it's so worth it. And you just trusting yourself and trusting that your body is trying to tell you something and not ignoring it is super important. Number four, using the filter of safe and unsafe is so helpful to your nervous system. It's such a beautiful filtration system and a way to just quickly assess situations and people and start choosing and prioritizing your feelings of safety. And takeaway number five, you have to decide that you're worthy of having it all, that you're worthy of the money, the family, the lifestyle, the health, that you're worthy of feeling good. The world is not going to decide it for you. So It's an important piece, again, of what we do inside of money wound medicine when we're healing the money shame wound. But just in general, you've got to decide that why not you? Why shouldn't you have health? Why shouldn't you have wealth? When you decide that you're worthy of it, then the world will change in accordance to that and you'll start to build evidence that it is true for you. So thank you as always for tuning in. Make sure that you listen to next week's episode. I am going to be sharing the behind the scenes of the week-long adventure that I just had in Tulsa, Oklahoma, filming for a reality TV show. 
So stay tuned. Listeners like you have made this a top 3% global podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. I also love hearing listener feedback. So feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram at mmakesmoney. If you would like to explore hiring me as your money healer and business mentor, hit the link in the show notes or head to explore.emilywilcox.com. Until next time, I'm sending you all the magic money vibes on your joyous path to millions.